0: Son and Son. They may be qualitatively equal because they're both the same kind of entity. But they're not exactly the same. Father is still first before the Son. Well, this is very interesting because today in modern Christianity, many times they say that Jesus is God. I don't know, It's some kind of uh, impersonalism. Jesus says, I am the son. He says, I like unto the father. Son is like the father who I you with him. Any son or daughter is like their father or mother. So, he's like his father. But he never said, I am the father. But when you say he's God, God is the Father. Jesus is God. I'm just trying to say He's the Father. So there's some kind of of Rasabas, some speculation that's entered into their theology. And uh, they use some words that I am the Word. Since the Word is God, so I'm talking like that. He a spiritual master, and spiritual master represents the scriptures. And the scriptures are not different from Krishna, but that doesn't mean it's the father. It means he's is the personified teachings of the father. So, I think mean, it is interesting. Here, Proverbs, so clearly, it really goes against this present concept they have. The sons and the fathers are qualitatively equal, but the father is never the son, nor is the son ever the father. Who gets? What's interesting also is that the father is—it's uh, not a big deal that one to be the father because we can only be what we are. But uh, being God. I mean, he's God, we can't imagine what it's like. He knows everything. So, there's no surprises for him. But uh, being a devotee of the Lord, that also has its advantages. Robert was explaining that we're the server God, and he's the served God. There were all different aspects of God, but ultimately everything is God, in the sense that everything is an expansion, or energy of the Lord. But He's the original personality of God, and we are the servants of Him. So we're the servant hearts and persons, both part of the Godhead, part of the whole absolute truth, part of the whole God reality. But our function is to serve the Lord, when we serve the Lord, we get fully happy. If He's in a little bit of place with us, and He gives us a little bit of mercy, for us it's like a tsunami. I was just Sri Lanka and Chennai and Tamil Nadu, and we that people there. And so a little wave in the ocean, when it gets to the shore, it comes some gigantic title waves, you then, know, sucks up all of the water from the shore, comes in. I was talking to some of the ladies who were feeling the sun. they're still really dramatic, they're really freaked out because they can't see. They don't have a house anymore, but they sleep away from the beach. And they're building some temporary houses on the beach, but they're afraid to sleep there because it was so traumatic all of a sudden wake up and find yourself in a tunnel strange place. So they're not they're not feeling secure anymore to be that right next to the ocean. Before it wasn't common for them to use to. Take a while to get over the truth.
1: but um, so
0: Krishna is a little bit pleased with us for us. It becomes like a tsunami. That was it. it becomes like a huge wave of ecstasy, and that's why the devotees of the Lord, it appeared that they have more happiness than the Lord. Because being the Lord, it's pretty hard to make an impression on Him. But He gets pleased easily, He gets always pleased. His nature is to be always pleased. It's only rather running to make a super great impression on Him. He gets pleased with the other services of the devotees. But the devotees, when they serve the Lord, when they, they actually get so happy. And this seeing the Lord is happy, this makes the Lord happier. And He wants to serve the devotees. And so then when the devotees are happy, when the devotees say the Lord's happy, they get happier. And when they get happier, the Lord gets happier. This keeps on increasing. But somehow, in the Krishna sees that the devotees seem to be happier than he is. So he wanted to figure out why it is that the devotees, what is it that they're experiencing? It's one of the devotees with when this was the past time mentioned in the Chaitanya Mangal. <clears throat> and the Bhargava Duga. Krishna went from Satya Baba's uh, palace to Rukmini's palace. And Rukmini, when she found that Krishna was going to come to the palace, she got it all prepared, everything clean, brought, kirtan, on fire, brought, uh, Brahmanas and chant mantras, brought a music band, decorated the door with uh, sugar cane spots and full water pots. In ancient Vedic culture, when you want to have a decoration to welcome someone, makes the things auspicious, you put full water pots and the full banana trees with the fruits hanging. And sugar kings, dogs, and of all the whole greens, sprouts, sprouted greens and things like that. sort are of natural things, things which are auspicious, natural. I mean like, here in the West we tend to put on aluminum tinsels which are all kinds of, the the decorations you make to show some kind of a a auspicious occasion, like Christmas or something. It's it's all like plastic and aluminum and things. When you have a party, you put those uh, same kind of stuff, paper, paper is probably a great But, uh, so the Vedic tradition is they put like uh, leaves from mango tree, ampata, and they also put the leaves from uh, coconut. In South India they make coconut tree leaves, uh, flakes in and up. It was all natural things. So the Duke decorated her house with all these natural things, no tinsel, no Christmas lights. It was very beautiful and it was very auspicious. When Krishna came, doop, shells, music, mantras. And so when someone very special comes, like you did when like you had a kirtan with two flowers, I was embarrassed, I remember, I could have reciprocated. I said, Krishna, he's perfectly able to reciprocate. He smiles everybody. He touches the elder's feet and he hugs the... Embraces his equals and blesses his juniors. And he smiles at everybody just appropriately. He does everything perfect when he's received. When you read the reception in the first canto of coming to Dwarka, in the tenth canto, it shows how Christians are expert to reciprocate the better. So let me thank you as a very humble representative of Srila Prabhupada for your wonderful reception. Thank you. Thank you. And let um, me apologize for being late. My right came and disappeared. I don't know what happened.
2: We'll turn
1: it to the right. I'm
0: okay. So, anyway, Ruthveni, what's going on? Ruthveni and uh, Krishna. So, Krishna, he was very happy by the home. It was like a formal reception at the gateway first, and he came in. Ruthveni sent the kids forward. Seems in Vedic culture, even as a migrant in public. So, you ancient things. Even this was stolen. But it was her own work, her own was, But first she just sent the children ahead, and they came and hugged their father, and gave him violence and things. Then she took him in the inner quarters and to get her reception, her personal right. And her uh, primary reception to be And she bathed the feet of Krishna. She had the water and she bathed the feet with scented water, rose water, different waters, and crystal, 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 crystal. Then she took Krishna's lotus feet and held at her over her heart. And she's looking at Krishna and she's so happy. At the same time, she's crying. So Krishna's like kind of uneasy, like you seem happy, but you're crying at the same time. Why like why are you crying like the time for the tears? And he said, well, what's wrong? Something wrong, I mean, it's like, you know, the kids were not listening to you this morning, disobedient, the servant had an argument, he started like speculating, why are you crying? I mean, it's And look where he's and he really just looking. She said, you don't know. Said, you know everything, you know, I promise, me. Satya Loka, you know what Shiva is doing in Kailash? But he said, you don't know what your devotee feels for you in our hearts. Is the one thing you don't know? I know Radharani and Shiva also have a feeling about But it seems you don't know. People don't tell me the best of things. <laughs> it's like a lot of people who mean, I don't know. Can you say that? Sure, I mean, he was definitely a little flustered. He was pretty high in flustered so that's what really was really very special. No, no, it's, tell me, tell me what's wrong. Why are you praying? If you came in Redhaven, we captured everybody's heart and Redhaven when you left, Redhaven. Like that you're coming here, you're capturing our heart. If you promise,
1: you will never be in my promise. I will pray.
0: But I cannot help but think of that call. Remember that although you're coming here now, giving us your mercy. Soon, your nature is your device, and you'll go somewhere else.
1: No, no, I don't believe you. I do a thing
0: like that. She picked the picture up. reception of grace um, not crying and doing, that was what looked really special because take a, take a box, apples, take a box, strawberries. There'd be hundreds of these merchants and they'd go on every way a box. We'd fill up a whole little truck. I didn't have so, we were very poor in those days. I don't know how we drink, but (laughs) we (laughs) had a bigger congregation. We didn't have a congregation, we didn't have books. So we were, we didn't have so many, Sources of income. So, our main source of income was the Sunday feast. And we had all this boga. So, I cooked the 26 preparation feast. On a Sunday morning, we would have six chutneys, fruit chutneys. Because we had so many fruits doing So I mean, fruit chutney, fruit halwa, five of halwa, blueberry halwa, apple halwa, cherry halwa, whatever I didn't go too many preparations, They didn't chop me in okay. hell, <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't put out big pies, and you know, stuff. But uh, some cheese I could think. And the end of it was a huge thing. Right. it was a huge feast. And it became very famous, and all the college kids from Miguel, and that's right, next time we go, and all kinds of Indian the community, they we came to get two, three hundred people for a Sunday feast. They would all contribute, request a two dollar donation in those days. It was a long time ago. But that was four hundred, five hundred dollars we'll get. Most of amazing, but the program was donated. With that, we would maintain the rent. But so when I <coughs> prepared this offering, I ran into the shower and came back down because I was also at big trade after someone make the trade-off and other worries, I walked down the lawn and was a bowling alley, walked down the lawn, bowling alley LA to bring that offering to Juggernaut, all the and it was one of the most happiest moments in my life. It was like a not-stop seesaw reactor, yeah, doing all that quickly, when I brought that offering, all these preparations of Juggernaut, and still the place very happy, and so I see the Juggernaut, you know, beautiful deity, so big, his I'm very happy <clears throat> So like that. But when Krishna, when he met, she was really happy that she was so special. She's also feeling separation that I'm going to have to leave, or he'll leave me. And i miss him again. So it's very, happy. she's very special. Now he flies to the window. And uh, he's the guru of Krishna and, and Bharat, that's his role. So Krishna's like, please, you know, it's getting pretty intense here. <laughs> 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 Life's crying. You know. So oh Guru! understand what goes on in Krishna's mind but uh, he plays like this plays the heck what really goes on who <coughs> knows who knows but well, he came and uh Narada came and so Krishna went guru had a special seat there got him in a guru seat now they made his feet together but he saw that one was agitated I like, what a day, you know, my Guru is always peaceful. He's always dear on me. And today, my Guru is upset. My wife, like, thought, was reception, she's crying. And like, what a day. What kind of day is going <laughs> on? Uh, it's not a lot of any for Krishna. So, yes, and I don't you're always peaceful, you're always controlled. Why are you disturbed today? I never see you disturbed. Never, You're a liberated soul. i do you do disturbed. And he said, Well, I'm going around the world and I see the symptoms of Kali Yuga coming. I see the people who are materialistic. They used to be simply attracted to you. Now they're becoming more attracted to sense gratification. And uh, because of their attraction to the sense gratification, Um uh, I very. I can understand that you're about to leave. Just like when the sun is about to set, the same heat doesn't come on midday, even though midday is warm here, super warm, I guess there's one degree plus. <laughs> but anyway, it's warmer midday, and then at the end of the day it gets cooler. day In India they, they 40. <laughs> This is for so In my report, I went The weather for midday 25, 27 at this season. And at night time we went down to uh, very cold, 17, 15, something like that. But in Delhi, daytime was 5 midday and the night was uh, 1 degree, 2 degree. Quite cool for Delhi when I was there. So, Nara was using this example that the sun is setting. So therefore, it, uh, just, uh, the, the light is still there, but it's, uh, the influence is reduced. So you're still here, but you're just about to go. That's why right, your influence is reducing, and people become more materialistic when you fully leave. What's going to happen? When you leave and tell you to begin, what's going to happen? So I'm very worried how are these people going to get delivered? How are the people who come in going to get your mercy? So money Muni is so compassionate and all of his liberated soul. He feels this compassion for the conditioned souls. And how they can be delivered. And that's why I'm concerned, that's why I'm disturbed, because I see that you are about to leave, and I don't see the hope for the conditions falls, and tell them how they can get your mercy. So then Krishna, he said that uh, today was a very special day for me. Today my wife was telling me that I don't know where my devotee is healed from me. And my guru, he is very disturbed and he wants on you know, how the traditional souls and Kali Yoga will get liberated and get the mercy. So I promise you I'll come back and tell you but not as the Lord, I'll come back as a devotee. In order to, and I will deliver the conditioned souls, I'll give them the having all the Sankirtana process to achieve bhakti. And as a devotee, I will experience what it is that my Do And then what you Chaitanya would sometimes flick back into his Ishmar uh, just for a few moments in some irrigation. Then it'll be different than it's that he was a Lord, everybody would worship him. When he was a devotee, which was most of the time, then you couldn't worship him. You wouldn't accept the worship as a as a as God, 150%, worship as a Vishnu. And not worship as God. Now we're just reading the second canto, which is about the cycle. the Lord is of the Lord. The first and second canto for the to speak. Third canto's like the knee, or the fourth and fifth canto's are the, I forget exactly how it works out, one's the waist, and you have the six to seven is the chest, seven eighth, eight, something you can have to go up. Ninth is the neck, 10th is the face. Something like that. I'm Again, back to the Lord's speech, like so now we understand the greatness of the Lord, how He's so great He creates, how He creates the universe, the universes, and how He only creates them, He activates them, He does everything. <clears throat> the same thing, He creates this whole animation. Everything runs. Under the control of the different higher entities, under laws of karma. Because I remember, what I mean, there are people really upset with the tsunami sites. And some people told me, not when, one person said, Where was God during the tsunami? It's all his fault. But uh, there's no God, or even Why does God let these things happen? Hundreds of thousands of people die. Of course, He doesn't want it. He doesn't want people to eat meat either. He doesn't want people to kill innocent other creatures. He's watching. He's oh, not like directly. He, he intervenes and saves the Lord. but he doesn't. He doesn't directly. Not, like, he sends in the lot right He sets up the system, and uh, he lets. He, he has to prove it. Like it comes in like for approval, but he doesn't directly. It's not. Like, it's all happens automatically. It's not that he's doing out of some kind of vendetta or Sometimes, like, but that's like, specifically if it's related, like people stealing property from the temple or something like that. In Sri Lanka, there's an interesting story that there was a fisherman boat oh, of Muslim fishermen. They were out in the sea when the tsunami hit. And the tsunami was right under the boat. They didn't even know it. was in the ocean. The tsunami was only very, you know, six, what is it eight, fifteen centimeters or something? maybe fifty centimeters. It's not a big thing. When it hits the shore, it very So he was out fishing and then, when it was hidden, his village was being destroyed. They didn't even know. But then he saw, this picture, this is not a picture, but he saw actually in the ocean, like the vision of an up to a big snake with a blue person lying down on the snake. And he was a Muslim, he didn't he didn't know who this was. He just was surprised how could somebody be lying on a snake and how are they in the middle of the ocean? So it freaked him out. So they, they went back to his uh, village. When he came back, you know, there was nothing bad, but everything was completely destroyed by the tsunami with he missed the whole thing. And then he told up. but somehow he was able to go and save his baby boy and this and that was stuck on a tree or some detail thing. He just reached there and tried to help people. And afterwards he told that he saw this vision or he saw this person in the ocean, how is it possible? And some person said, oh, I know that, that sounds like an Hindu god that's, that's, a temple down the road, something like that. I went by one time to the window of the road. And so they went and they saw that there was this untouched deity a few kilometers down the way. They put it in the newspapers, it was a Muslim that saw it, they thought it was, but it couldn't be they couldn't divide it. They didn't even know these things. Like the Hindu, said, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, all the major papers that came out of the moment, something like that. So Krishna was there, and often we went back and said, I don't know exactly what it means. This is of to third main story for the newspaper. Krishna protects his devotees. Laming Bhakti Panashati. Somebody surrenders to Krishna, he takes a personal care for that person. But if somebody's not very personally taking any kind of service attitude to the Lord, then he doesn't necessarily take a personal care. Also, the Lord gives a warning like this. Tsunami has a warning. When it comes in, and sucks all, it, it stays out from the shore. I saw pictures of it. It was out several kilometers from the shore of the white wave. And it like, sucks in all the water from the shore. And then it builds up, builds up, builds up. So what happens is that the beach goes back for kilometers, dry. But the tourist people didn't know this. was also not exist for so many years. They didn't they forgot. They thought, wow, look at it. Far out, the beach is so big they're running further out, not knowing that they have a 10 minute warning. In 10 minutes, a huge wave should come in. They should be running as fast as they can the other way. There was a little girl in her geology class. She brought this, that tsunamis suck out the water from the beach. She told mommy, mommy, this is a sign of the tsunami. And she got all the people from the beach and they ran away. At this particular beach, 200 people were saved. There was another old lady whose grandfather told her that when the water goes far out, it's going to come back big, in a big wave. So she told her villagers, let's go, this, this, this is a big wave coming, big wave coming. They all ran around to their stuff and we went up to a temple and took shelter up in a Buddhist temple in Thailand and they were saved. So people had 10 minute warnings. A lot of people they just uh, they just ran out further out when they came in and Krishna gives us words different ways. Prabhupada said, big God is a very tough job. Like the thieves are praying, I'm starving, I have no way to to maintain my family. Please allow me to steal from this householder and feed my family, buy my drugs whenever they bring. And uh, the household is praying, please protect me from the uh, thieves. I don't want to be robbed. So Buddha's we'll Krishna listen to him with both their one way or another. So usually he gives some kind of warning to the household. The thief would come, some warning is there, but if they're not careful, and they don't take the warning seriously. And the a chance. Just like mosquito praying, I have to have the blood to drink. And the people praying, please don't let the mosquito bite me because I don't want to get malaria or sick or So the mosquito first goes by right here, ear. So says, I'm here. So why are they also by right here? Because it's like, this warning. <laughs> take take care, (laughs) mosquitoes are here, (laughs) so like when we did some of these, I said this is a tiger has a little rodent, like a guinea pig, but whenever the tiger is about to strike this little rodent type animal, it's too small for the tiger to catch, it goes in some hole and some, just when the tiger is about to leap, they can, they can leap in huge distances, this animal goes up. Ch some Then that animal is only the tigers. Tiger doesn't like that. But he can't do nothing about it. It's like that's a special warning given by Krishna to the deers. Otherwise, the deers don't stand a chance. But if a deer saying, is that really a tiger or a space When no. you hear that sound, you go, you're saved. You hesitate one minute, but the tiger's already in the air. And one second. So people
1: may
0: how Krishna creates the universe, how Krishna operates, then we will put the blame on Krishna, why there's a tsunami, why there's a hurricane, why there's a accident? These things are being done by a very kind of very mechanical laws of nature, which are being directed by personalities like Yamaraj. And you can ask Yamaraj, why me? Like there was a time when there was one sage, he was arrested because um, he was falsely accused of something. He was arrested. He was sentenced by the charge to be killed by a firing squad of spears. And then, and then the king found out and he sent a messenger to stop him because they knew the sage was innocent. But the sage was tied to the post, all the song on get set, and they're just about to fire the spears on him. You know, it's like, talk about tension, right? You're just on the firing spot, ready to go, and then the messengers are up. <laughs> Order from the king, save the Rishi. So the king said, Why, you know, when he had so much power, he could go to Yamaraj and ask him, Why did this happen to me? Why did I do to deserve it? I didn't do nothing to anybody. I'm a vegetarian. I didn't hurt anybody. Why did I get this violent kind of danger? And this was. Then he said, When you were four year old child, you took the grass, straw. There was a little insect. You were poking the insect. Insect was feeling that for him to straw was like a gigantic spear coming down and it was going to punch his eyes out. And he was fearful like anything that you're putting in so much danger. So as a reaction to that karma, you had to be put on the firing sword and feel that fear. That was a four-year-old, three-year-old that he fell in. I didn't know anything. He said, This is completely unreasonable that as a little child I did something out of my stupidity and I had to take the full reaction. I curse you to become a suitor. This is a stupid, you know. You're karmic wild, stupid, you know, shouldn't you be like that? <laughs> and then he made a curse, he said, I had two curses. Why was that from now on? All the parents, up till the child is five years of age, they have to take all their karma for whatever their children do. So parents, beware! If your kids are poking little insects, or throwing heads off of you know, mites or something, and you're in big trouble. You don't know, see they don't do anything by. Like So, but then that's how Yavaraj became Vidura, uh, because he was cursed by the saints. So I think the people, they really, we can understand, they really need, if they could know their culture, they know a lot more how the laws of karma work and they would not be so resentful to Krishna. We bring it on ourselves. So Anyway, thank you all very much for your patience. And today we're having initiation ceremonies <laughs> right after this, after breakfast. After breakfast, but anyway, right after this. After we interview the candidates, now we can start with that group from Tantra, which was... Do we find out about any we have
1: an accident? Any questions anybody
0: had? Yes, what's your name? Chantali. Chantali? Um it's a question about Chantali
2: in Java. I've heard um, many things, either not think about anything, just try to listen, hear the mantra or medically, chanting, you have meditate on the uh, activities for the name, Krishna. And, and also, uh, when we're chanting, we should, we should chant with separation, uh, as if we're reading a, a letter from a long-lost lover, from Kitu, because I don't know which of these three I'm supposed to do, or all, or what you not know the mood I guess,
0: which I might have a problem. Should I not think about anything and just listen? Should I be thinking about something? Interesting question. Good question, actually. We have early time this question was asked, uh, so probably not so graphically, but he asked what I should do. He said we should share here. And the main thing is to chant and hear the mantra. While hearing the mantra, we want that by getting purified that we will naturally feel separation from Krishna. If we're thinking about our boyfriend and the old 11 and we're trying to that, it becomes like sahaja. And we're trying to like we're trying to take the material devotion and trying to feel that while we chant by like Krishna. that it becomes more like a drama. We want to feel that for Krishna. We want that emotion for Krishna to awaken in our heart. And if <clears throat> we do it artificially, then we will feel those emotions, but it will not be the spiritual, fully satisfying emotion of the one. There are people in India that, uh, especially Specialize, specialize in this kind of <clears throat> chanting with very so much emotion, but it's not that something that actually spontaneously happens. It's something that they impose, like that they're trying to think of something that normally would make them feel like that, and chant. <clears throat> that becomes a bit of that's what it's called the making the whole thing cheap, as a fan. We want to chant, we want to hear, and we want to feel those emotions from Krishna naturally. And, uh, but what he said about thinking about the past action, <coughs> That's something that happens, naturally while we're chanting sometimes just the remembrance of the past time comes in the mind. That's okay, what I've understood is that it's alright if, it if the past time actually comes in our mind. We're thinking of the past time while we're chanting. That's, that's auspicious, there's nothing wrong with it. Let me try that. The of the past time while we're chanting, then Listen to the chanting. The chanting is Krishna. The holy name is Krishna. So we want to meditate on Krishna. And while meditating on Krishna, then He reveals to us His Rupa, His Guna, His Leela. These things start to manifest in the mind. If it comes naturally while we're chanting, and we start you know, thinking of some past name of Krishna without having having really work out of as a separate exercise, or listening to the mantra or trying to remember fourth chapter and words, so like, you know, it should come just naturally that a we of our chanting remember Krishna. That's okay. Here's what do, that's what I want That's to invest when you were telling us this
2: uh, story about Krishna, I experience with his wife and Narada, was there. It made me think what actually the devotee feels. So now I am asking questions, what about us who are hearing this and having desire to be the <laughs>
1: And...
2: Uh, and in, in, in Lord Chaitanya's past times, in this, uh, uh, when Lord Chaitanya manifested himself to devotees, his devotees, in that form they they worship, they meditate. And when he manifested to, to, uh, to uh, Namahacharya, Aridastakur, he went out of consciousness. And Lord Chaitanya said, get up, get up, I'm here, I'm here. So now uh, the comment was that when devotees are internal and experiencing internal uh, this um, intense feeling, they are not functional external. They are not aware what's happening. And and one of the swamis, when he was perceiving Watching what's happening in the spiritual world, and one sage was passing by and he was laughing, and he thought he's laughing to him. It means he was not aware. So, what, what is for us chance? You said we should not uh, meditate on it for our relationship at that time, we should hear. And if Krishna manifested in, in mind, to us, it's just in mind because we are still. No, I think she
0: misunderstood that I said, if you're chanting and Krishna manifests in the mind, it's okay.
2: And but we we are still functional. We are serving an uh, external. No, I will uh, Is this enough only having well, Just much? like
0: when the mornings, we all came from Montreal and Toronto. We went uh, in 1969 to see Prabhupada when he was arriving in Boston. And at that time, the boards were so much for the separation to see Prabhupada. Because he went from here with, and, we, and we didn't know if he was coming back. He was ill. and He was going to give for Ayurvedic treatment. He was having some heart problems. So we were like uh, very praying and that's when Namaste day and everything. And then, so Prabhupada came back and the devotees came from the whole Eastern United States that time. We had a new temple in Boston and they came out from New York. And we only had a few temples in the East that was in Montreal and Toronto. So that time we all came and met in, uh, Boston. So in the airport there was about 150 devotees. And then one of the devotees, uh Prabhupada was, uh, it was under some kind of innovation, so there was uh, like a screen, one of those portable, removable screens, so you could see the feet, and you could see, you know, it was just like six feet high. So Prabhupada raised his deep above the top of the screen. so then when the bodhis saw, <laughs> They just went like, wow! They're jumping up and down, and somehow, some of He took his hand and he hit another devotee on the head with his (laughs) cartels. And that we don't know how somebody maybe hit himself, we don't know, but somehow the devotee was cut. But they were like so much ecstatic that Prabhupada was there. They're jumping up and down. One newspaper guy was like photographing blood pouring down. He was smiling (laughs) and He's bleeding, you know. So that he you know, that was like Okay, these people are really not conscious of their bodies because he's bleeding, you know, he's hurt. And he's smiling and see, his expression was like, Honey, hope, I need all of And he doesn't even know that he's bleeding until maybe God in his eye or something. So
2: it's been devotees are expressing love for them. That means
0: that when you're in that ecstasy for that moment, you're not aware what's going on in your body. But 90% percent are very much aware what's going on in our body But uh, sometimes, when we're in that ecstasy, we're not have so much aware. That time, Krishna has to take over the external running of our bodies. If you happen to go into that extreme kind of bhava ecstasy, where you're that time that will override your material sense perception, you'll be more aware, suddenly you be aware of what's happening you found and you cut your leg, or you do something, and then you're that time in ecstasy. So, this, what does pain is? It's just that our body is like an instrument panel, like on the car. It tells you, problem, problem, shh, beep, beep, beep. You know, look at your leg, you got some problem. <laughs> some insect is biting you or something. That's how we, what pain means is it's so we're being informed. We're not the body, but we're getting this pain and pleasure, thinking that this is the real experience, but the actual experience is the spiritual bliss. And that bliss is independent of the When you're feeling that spiritual heaven, you're chanting Hare Krishna and feeling ecstasy, your mind is a spectator. The mind is, it's beyond the mind, it's beyond the senses. It's watching and doesn't even know where is this happiness coming from. We can trace out if I have a good sundae, or if I eat and okay, that maybe this is getting some happiness. I was feeling more happiness taking that plate of offering to Jagannath then later we're eating the pusat, although it was also nice, but offering it was so much ecstasy to take that after that yagya, we had all the devotees there in the temple cooking, It was a whole service, and taking it to Jagannath, and it was so ecstatic, I can't have words to express how much happiness I felt, that doing that simple cooking yajna and offering to yagya. So, you get these happinesses, but they're not dependent on them. They're completely out of this world. So,
2: devotees expressing love by in service, or love for Guru by pleasing Him, trying to. Yeah, it says that when we're in the
0: material world, when we're still identified with our bodies, we express our love for Krishna through seva, through service. And when we're liberated, and we get into the Nitya Leela. That time, we'll realize our eternal relationship with Krishna. And that time, we'll express our love for Krishna through that relationship as a coward friend, as a parent, as a lover, as a wife, as a whatever our relationship is, as a servant, whatever the relationship is. That's how we express it when we're in the leelas. That time, the dog like, Mother, your is not changing japa but she's Chanting Krishna's name all the time and she loves Krishna like a mother. And it's a natural thing. Does it make sense now? Do I understand? Yes. But so through that same well, that you can actually experience a spiritual taste, spiritual ecstasy.
2: And when devotee is greedy for service, Greedy, it means that there is... Yeah, you get some devotees to
0: say why in fact some devotees here to get service so that all the time everybody is uh, putting a lot of service. And <laughs> so the the laud is already here to get service up to you gotta up to your capacity, you have to finish your lounge, you have to do your other service. But uh That's very really good. They should be ready here to do service. You find some devotees, they're very really eager to do service. Then you find some devotees they have a certain amount of eagerness, and are not so much sure, and then but then they wonder why I get, I'm doing all the service, everyone gives it to me, nobody else, they're not They give it to some kind of uh, resentment. And that's unfortunate because We shouldn't be so greedy to do the service that we don't want anybody else to the service. We should try the facility others to do the service too, but we should be very eager to do service. That's how we benefit. Those who are more eager, those who have more desire to serve, generally we are the ones who will move out faster in spiritual life. You made it. We're all worried. All.
1: Huh? Oh, oh.
0: Everybody says. Okay. You miss a How many names mean? Who How
1: many are with Hashanah? I don't
0: this Hello. 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 I have Hello. I I
1: Hello.